<laughs> I forgot what the word is. All right, to start your saliva, saliva <laughs> flowing. Okay, after that, no more review. Okay, after this, uh, so it will be the first session. All right, will be rightly dividing the word of truth. Wow. Okay, because the Bible got so many things inside, and then why the Bible? All right, and what is in the Bible? Why we we we, we need to to know the word the Bible, word of God, word of man, word of Satan, all inside there. <laughs> okay, everything is there. Jesus is there, and then also Mr. Devil or S A uh, what is it S A Tana is <laughs> also there. Okay, Adam is there, Eve is there, everyone is there. The who is who and who are we? All right, in this zoo. Okay, so we need to. And the Bible says very clearly, right? Uh, in Timothy, that uh, Paul says to Timothy to rightly divide the word of truth, okay, so that we know who is devil's word, what is God's word, who you are, and who, who we are in Christ, and who really God is, okay, and that will help us to open up the truth, because why? The truth will only set you free, right? Lies bind you. The devil has no power anymore, because he has been defeated by the devil. We only have one little power left that is to tell lies. And when people believe his lies, that's why they live a life that is defeated, that is depressed, you know, and as what Evelingo uh, just now, right? We cannot help others, okay? Because you are still in the cage. When you're in a cage, you cannot help. And when you're not equipped, right? Email, uh, they, don't, they don't study nursing. Nobody wants you to be a nurse. <laughs> So if you know your calling for your destiny, and you can one day, you know, uh, when he comes very near and we wish heaven, you know, you're so happy, even last minute, <laughs> at least last minute, not, not long, right? But we are able to do something, you know, because of so much what Jesus has done for us. But we cannot do anything when we don't have understand the manual we don't understand what is actually what god i won't tell you everything okay so uh this will start off our 12 sessions all right to know god to know who he is who we are and most important what is inside this bible okay so to rightly divide it so that our lives will be sharp <laughs> you know the word of god is sharp right sharp and accurate sharper than any two-edged sword okay so your life out if without knowing the truth and rightly dividing, you will find, you know, when we talk God's word, it's not sharp at all. <laughs> it doesn't pierce anyone's heart, not to convict them of, of you know of their wrongdoing, but to bring the truth. All right, it's cuts between bone and marrow. I'll share that more in that session. You know, bone and marrow. I had to learn a little bit of a um, what do you call that? Biology. <laughs> Okay, because at first I still don't know what is a bone and marrow, right? So I said, oh, I went and checked. Okay, bone and marrow. The marrow is inside the bone. Very hard even for a knife, a surgeon's knife to cut between, right? But yet, God's word can cut between. So, yeah, we can have more of that. Uh, hey, it's tomorrow. Okay, I forgot already. <laughs> for tomorrow, okay? So, Let's go into today's session. So if you have not registered, you're most welcome, right? After, you can still join tomorrow's session and then decide for those who are new, right? For the others, trust the Lord. He'll give us good things, right? Holy Spirit, I also am amazed by Holy Spirit 
never think that we know it all. Paul also said, you know, who, who won, the one who wrote the, the New Testament, three quarters. He said, I, I still don't know. <laughs> I still need to know. Okay? Because knowing God is different from knowing about God. Okay? Knowing Him personally transforms and changes our lives eternally. All right. Let's go into today's uh, session. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for your love. I thank you that your heart is for us, that you love us so much that you want us to bless us as well as make us a blessing to others and to save lives, Lord. We are your spiritual uh, lifeguard. May today, Lord, Holy Spirit, I acknowledge you as the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind, speak through my mouth, and let your words go forth, not in my own human understanding, but in demonstration of your spirit and power. And the faith of your people will rest in you and your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. When Jesus stepped in, miracles happen, right? We love miracles to happen. But it only happens when Jesus stepped in. But let's see today, how does Jesus step in to our lives? Okay. Then Jesus in Mark chapter 6, all right? So it's about Jesus, right? So let's look at Jesus. Then Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, gazed into heaven, and gave thanks to God. He broke the bread and the two fish and distributed them to his disciples to serve the people. And the food was multiplied in front of their eyes. Everyone had plenty to eat and was fully satisfied. So we know this is the account of the uh, miracle of the five loaves and two fishes. I finally memorized this part <laughs> because I get, you know, every time mixed up with how many loaves and how many fishes. So this time when I look at it, I say, okay, God, help me to put it inside my head. It's five loaves and two fishes. Okay, five loaves, two fishes, all together seven. Okay, so seven pieces of food and they saw something happen, all right, where... The food was multiplied in front of their eyes. So we didn't see it, okay? But the disciples saw, all right? This, today, we, we receive uh, God's word by faith because Jesus had given us his faith to be able to believe what we hear from God, okay? So in front of their eyes, they saw this happen. So you think, Seeing is believing, right? <laughs> today, <laughs> say, oh, today I cannot believe because I didn't see. So these disciples, they saw. They saw what happened. They will eat until satisfied. And you know how many they fit? Uh, the 12 disciples picked up what remained. Each of them ended up with a basket full of leftovers. So there was 12 baskets for each of the disciples. Extra. And somewhere I read, it's not just you know, leftovers that we think, you know, cannot eat, finish the food. It was all abundance as well. All together, all together, Pastor Piara, <laughs> where are you? 5,000 families were fed that day. And early in the ministry, we had the privilege, you know, to uh, feed some families in uh, Cambodia, uh, Piara's uh, uh, village. I don't know, I forgot really how many families <laughs> because I don't like to count because I know God, you know, supersede all whatever we can do, correct? Or he, or he does through us, yeah? But here, 5,000 families, all right, were fed that day with how much food? Five loaves and two fishes. 
<laughs> so can we fit more? Of course, right? Because Jesus is our Lord, our provider. So Pastor, Pastor Pierre, you know, there, there'll be more families fed, all right? Because of Jesus, when we look to Jesus, all right? There'll be many more families that will be fed, thousands and thousands, not only in, uh, I believe, not only in uh, Kampot, Cambodia, but other parts of the world as the Holy Spirit uh, lead us to. So these 12 disciples saw something super amazing. So probably, you know, none of us have seen this. Okay? Some people who went, today it still happened. Okay? It's in the um, villages, Africa, I heard, you know, some other places where uh, there, there, there was this really multiplication of uh, loaves, you know, of food for the people. So they saw with their own eyes, okay, but that is not the, the incident I'm going to uh, share more to today. It's the, the next incident. So after the disciples saw the multiplication with their very own eyes, all right, of five loaves, two fishes feeding, actually it's not five, uh, how many thousand families? It's about 15,000 people, all right, with the men, the children, the women. That's a lot of people, right, Piara? Uh, Okay, now he don't understand me, but uh, <laughs> some of you are doing the translation for him. After everyone had their meal, Jesus instructed his disciples to get back into the boat. Okay, not the word boat. Eh? And go on ahead of him and sail to the other side of Bethsaida. So he dispersed the crowd and said goodbye to his disciples. I mean, this is the version. Uh, when, I say, when I say the word, hey, first time I read. In this version, it says goodbye to his disciples. I remember every time we close our Zoom, then we say bye-bye. <laughs> okay, so Jesus also said goodbye, right, to his disciples. And then slipped away to pray on the mountain. So he was on his own now, went to the mountain. Okay, but he told the disciples to go to the other side, to Bethsaida. And they had to go through uh, 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 the sea. So as night fell, the boat, so to travel on the sea, you need a boat, okay? So at night, as night fell, so it was dark, right? The boat was in the middle of the lake and Jesus was alone on land. So Jesus was not with the disciples, right? The disciples were inside a boat on the lake, all right? Going to the other side and it was nighttime. Today we can see it is really like nighttime, right? Okay, in the situation that we are, is happening in the world, it's dark, right? Pandemic and uh, COVID-19 and everything else, all right? It seems to be very bleak and very dark. People have lost hope. Some are really dying, you know, and it's not getting any better, <laughs> the situation. Okay, so it's nighttime, dark. But they were in the middle of the lake. Then the wind, and then not only is it dark, you know, a time where you cannot see properly, all right? How many of you like to be in a boat in the lake with these disciples in the dark? <laughs> and they cannot see, okay? They, they don't have torchlight, light, all right? Like we have today. The wind was against them, the disciples. See, the disciples are those people who supposedly know Jesus. It's just like all of us here who have been many years with the Lord, okay? And they, they were facing this wind in the, in the storm. So a little picture there, right? To see that they were struggling because there was a, a wind and it was against them. And who could see? Jesus. Jesus 
saw, right? Jesus saw the disciples were doing what? <laughs> they were straining at the oars. They were struggling. They were trying to make headway. Isn't so wonderful? Jesus is actually at the, at the, at the, at, at the land. They were in the middle of the sea, but he could see. You know, he was praying to God. You know, sometimes we're also religious. Uh, I'm praying, I'm praying. <laughs> Don't disturb me. <laughs> you know, but Jesus is praying. Uh, so today prayer is not a religious thing. You know, you just go somewhere and then you pray and then they don't disturb me. Okay, you are praying, can be praying all the time, right? In the spirit, right? Paul says, I pray all the time, more than all of you put together. So this praying just, I will teach in the foundation class more. What is that as well? But one thing here, wonderful is that, you know, it's in the, in the mountain and then they are in the middle of the sea and he could see them. See? God can see us, all right? He sees you, even he's in heaven, right? And he see what? He see you are struggling. He see his children struggling. He see people start struggling against the wind, all right? This is the bad wind, <laughs> not the wind of the Holy Spirit. He sees you struggling in your job struggling in the finances, struggling with health, struggling with, you know, what's happening in the world today, you know, in your mind, you know, or with your families, in relationships, in broken relationships, in, in, in a heartbroken or anything, but we are struggling, all right? But his, his, his children, and not only his children, I believe all who are, even, even know him yet. That's why he's bringing them in, you know? Why? Because... Even when we don't see him, he sees you. It's so beautiful, you know, that he is the one who sees you and he is coming to you. <laughs> you know, we think that, oh, we are the one, you know, but what, why he's, you know, uh, we, we look for God. No, not necessary. Sometimes he, God looks for you. That's why how wonderful he is. To, that why today I can say I love him because. I know he loved me so much. He looked for me when I was struggling, when I don't know him, when I was a little child, so lost, you know. And yet he, he came and looked for me. He saw me where I was. The same thing, he saw you, every one of you, in your uh, struggles. And they were all trying hard to strain at their oars, trying to make headway, trying to be successful in this world, right? Trying to... Make, make some income to, to give um, food to your family, trying to overcome this COVID-19, you know, fear, or trying, or maybe you're battling with other sicknesses and diseases in your life, mm -hmm. or simple habits, you know, there's so many people that are struggling in this world, right? And his disciples were struggling. And you know, remember where they were coming from. They're just coming from seeing Jesus did, doing, did a fantastic miracle. <laughs> you think that the faith is supposed to be very high, right? Okay, so here they were. And then when it was morning, Jesus came to them. I think it was three, three o'clock or four o'clock in another version, all right, in the morning. Jesus came to them walking on the surface of the water and he started to pass by them, right? So at that time, it's very early, still not yet. The light, the sun haven't rise yet, right? So Jesus walked towards them. Why? Why did Jesus go to them? 
We saw the earlier verse. He saw their struggles, right? <clears throat> and then what happened? When they all saw him walking on the waves. You see, they already saw him multiplying uh, the loaves and fishes. So uh, God is, you know, Jesus was met, was telling them that I am, I'm God, you know, I have power over provision, over the things of this earth, right? The food can be multiplied, which is not normal, right? Then now he's going to show them another aspect of himself, okay, that he's Lord of nature, Lord of the sun, the, the moon, the nature, and what? because the sea in the natural, right? We know you try go and walk in your swimming pool and see, <laughs> drop, you got drop inside, right? Because in the natural, because of certain scientific laws, right? You cannot walk on water, okay? But this is what Jesus did. Proving to his disciples again, whom they saw face to face, uh, that he is Lord. He is really God. Okay, so he came walking on the waves, not only on still water. Maybe you know, can explain that out. He was walking on waves. <laughs> waves. If you can swim, also people can still drown, right? Because it's it's tossed by strong currents and stronger than by for, uh, you know than the human uh, strength physical strength so he was walking on waves you try you can surf on waves right but provided you have a serving board <laughs> so here there's no board okay and they thought that he was a ghost <laughs> and they screamed in terror i think most of us will also do same right okay here we are struggling with the oars and there's a lot of waves and it's like you know we're going to overturn anytime in in that boat of our of theirs and then they saw him walking actually they saw jesus all right walking but they their mind at that time you see still haven't understood who jesus is right they, they still like saying oh, great teacher and then forget already that's how we learn the bible right oh wow wonderful wonderful and then after that wonderful <laughs> but when the problem comes cry <laughs> okay so this and they thought he was a ghost so they were looking at him from their five senses right and the reasoning of their mind remember we are spirit soul and body that's how God created us. Again, this will be some of the things that are going to be touched on in the foundation class, right? So, with their, the, the time they were not born again, all right? So, they could not really see all right, in uh, Jesus as who he really is. So, but they saw him in the natural and they thought he was a ghost. So, if you see a ghost, do you say hi? <laughs> what do you do when you see a ghost? <laughs> oh, you think it's a ghost? Whatever. You scream, right? You run right? quickly, run, right? You go to run until you fall down. Right? I remember I had a friend uh, those days. She said when she was young, she, she, she thought she saw ghosts. She ran so fast, she fell down and then broke her some of her bones here on the chest <laughs> just because she saw a ghost. <laughs> okay, so. So today, the, the devil has, you know, really lied to us so much that there's so much fear, okay? Whether it's a ghost or what, right? Of course, some are, are stronger, but majority of people will be scared. And they scream. They were actually very terrified, in terror, panic, the word. But Jesus said to them, see, Jesus is super wonderful, right? He never scolded them and said, Ah, yeah, you are. Uh, I am Jesus. Uh, I've been with you so long. You still cannot recognize me. You think I'm a ghost? <laughs> okay. Anyway, 
listen to what Jesus said, right? Jesus said to them at once, don't yield to fear. Have courage. It's really me. I am. I am. Okay? Now, what was Jesus uh, declaring to his disciples? Disciples are the ones who have been with him for quite some time, right? They sleep with him, eat with him, see all the miracles and the healings. And they thought that he's a ghost. Okay? So it says, Jesus knows there are the fears of the disciples, you know, when they were struggling there. And then he said, have courage. The only way that they can have courage and not fear is that when they hear Jesus. Hmm? It's very important to hear, right? That's why we are learning the word all over foundation course, okay? Because we need to hear his word. If you don't hear his word, what word will you be hearing? You will be hearing the word, devil's word, he speaks a lot outside, all right? Telling you that no hope. Whoever gets COVID most probably die, especially if they are old, they have no resistance, all right? And so forth, so forth. Sure die one, sure lose job one. Or, you know, oh, what are you hearing? Where did the where do fears come from? We said, the, the, the Bible says that faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of Christ, right? God's word of who who God is and what he has done for you and who you are in him. Fear also comes. Fear comes from hearing. Right? If today you, you know you totally don't, don't listen to the news anymore. Right? Or even reading, right? And then what will happen? You're not scared at all. <laughs> you just live in a world of your own. Okay. But of course, it still comes to you. All right. The devil can still put thoughts. Right? If we have not replaced those thoughts with what we hear from what God wants to speak to us. So when you hear Jesus properly, all right, and what he always tell you, he said, I am, I am. And you know, what was this meaning of this word? I am. Jesus says, I am. He didn't say anything. He didn't say, I am God or, you know, I can do this or what. I can do that. I will do this for you. I will save you all. You know, I will steal the storm. He just said, I am. Okay, so the in Greek term ego and me, all right, in Greek, all right. So I will talk more tomorrow and explain, you know, a little bit of Greek and all, uh, uh, Hebrew and all that. Literally, I am or it is I is an emphatic form of the copulative verb that is recorded in the Gospels to have been spoken by Jesus on several occasions to refer to himself not with the role of a verb, but playing the role of a name. In the Gospel of John, occurring seven times with specific titles. So when Jesus said, I am, all right, it is me, it is I, I am, he is not just saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that as a verb. He's saying, this is my name. <laughs> this is my identity. I am, all right? So it is describing himself as the I am. So to the Jews, when they hear this word, I am, okay, before that, all right, so this is what uh, in, in the New Testament, all right, it, Jesus declared in, just in the book of John alone seven times, all right, who he say he is, his identity, all right, who he is. He says, uh, I am the bread of life, okay, that's where when we have take the communion, all right, we know that we are taking not just a piece of bread, right, it's we are taking the life of Jesus into our bodies. Okay, and he gave, he come and supply our for sustenance. 
as the bread of life. The man shall not live by just the physical bread, but by the bread of life. But what is it? What is this bread of life? It is Jesus. Okay. And I am the light of the world. All right. John 8, 12. They talk about the light in this world of darkness. Right. Who first is the big bright light? It's Jesus. <laughs> when the world cannot see, you know, in their darkness, just now we saw it was dark, right? It was uh, early in the morning. It's still dark. And even just before dawn, it is the darkest time. Very, very dark. And Jesus come, all right, because it's not from this earth. He tells, he declare, he declare, I am the light of the world. Then I am the door. Okay. In John 10, 9. I won't go uh, too, too deep, too long into each one. But just see the declaration of our Lord Jesus. Right. If he is who he say he is, <laughs> then if you don't know him, you really miss out, right? Because he, he declare who he is, not what, not only what he, is, he will do or he will try to do. He already declare by name who he is. I'm the door. See? So that means the door is a place of entrance. Or either you have to go, you have to go through a door, all right, to another place, to another room, all right, to another dimension. Okay, so Jesus is the door to eternal life, all right? So I am, said, no one comes to the Father, but by me, right? I am the good shepherd. I am, right? There are a lot of shepherds there. And Jesus talked about some are not real shepherds, right? They seem to be, uh, you know, really caring and everything. But when trouble comes, they run first. <laughs> That's why Jesus tells that these are the T, <laughs> okay? T-H-I-E-F not the teeth, right, that come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus is the good shepherd who comes to take care of his sheep. But even if one sheep went lost, he will still go for that one sheep. He will leave the 99, they are safe already. So, and go to that one, that one that wandered away. You know, sheep are a bit blur, <laughs> so they wandered off, right? But Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. Ah, sometimes we never declare, right? I am that great. Okay, but Jesus knew who he is, his identity, because he's the son of God, right? He come and he tells you, I, I love you, I'll take care of you, I will shepherd your life, I will, you know, that's what I, I am, that's who I am. And I will never change. This, that's a beautiful thing, all right? Man can change, but Jesus, this is who he is. He can never change his identity or his character. I am the resurrection and the life. He is life. He's telling us that, you know, even in the, in the uh, John 11, it was about the raising of Lazarus from the dead. He has power to even raise someone from the dead. And the first thing is he himself rose from the dead. He overcome death. And then he says, I can give life to everyone. Right? He is that resurrection. And one day we know we will live with him forever. Right? In heaven. I am the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way Jesus came to tell us, right? No one can come to the Father but through me. Jesus boldly declared that, okay? And then he says, I am the, the truth. There's no other truth, you know, and the life. I am the vine, all right? Which means that it's a blessing, Right? He is the one, the source of all our blessings. When we get connected back to the vine, all right, to the very source, 
oh, come on, now it's every blessing because vine is about fruitfulness, right? So Jesus is saying that, you know, I am, if you, you are the branch, you connected with me, you will bear fruit. Okay, so these are some of the things that he declared on this earth when he came. Okay, to the Jews, okay, this declaration of I am has more meaning than maybe to a Gentile, to non-Jew. Right? So you'll learn about all this in the classes as well, who is Jew, who is Gentile, and so forth. So you really know who you are in Christ. To the Jew, when they hear I am, all right, because the Jews have been taught the Torah from the very beginning. Okay, so they, they understand Jesus was Jesus was talking to the Jews, telling them who he is, his identity. That's why the Pharisees accuse him of what? What's the word called? Uh, it's suddenly the word. A blasphemy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I can read. I can read lips already. I can read. Uh, uh, Brother Robert, blasphemy. What's blasphemy? That means someone who claimed that they are God when they are not. Okay? They, they accuse Jesus. Most of the uh, people who come, you know, in religion, they dare not claim they are God because they are not. <laughs> right? So they just give you a set of rules to follow. All right? To be good. Jesus came and declared. Right, that he is God. So the Jews knew very well who is Jehovah. Right? They are God. So they already understood it from it was passed down to them, right? From Adam, then to Abraham, Noah, Abraham, down, down, down. All right. And all Jews know they have a living God called Jehovah. So that's why they are not ashamed and they're not afraid and they are super blessed. Okay. But only thing is. They were looking for a physical Messiah to save them that time, all right, in Jesus' time, from the rule of the uh, Romans, okay, or as like in the Old Testament, from the Egyptian, all right. But they saw God's deliverance, all right, through all the people that God raised up, Moses and so forth. Okay, so in the New uh, Testament, all right, they were still looking for a physical Savior, you know, for what they call Messiah, all right, to set them free. Right, from the rule because they, they know that their God is the God, all right, the creator. Okay, but they cannot see that Jesus is the Messiah because they did not they didn't see the plan of redemption, right? They wanted a physical kingdom established by the Messiah. And this is what is going to happen very soon. All right, in the second coming, Jesus will set up his kingdom on this earth. Okay, because he's already done the first part. Uh, where he came as a baby and saved us. So all this we need to know and will be taught in the foundation course. Okay, so Moses said to God in the Old Testament Exodus, behold, you know, when God raised up Moses to be the deliverer for the uh, children of Israel to come up from a, a land of bondage, the Egyptians, right, were very hard taskmasters. Okay, keep on telling them, it's like, you know, we're supposed to go eight hours, right? <laughs> you know, we can go labor law, all right, and sue our boss. But that time they cannot, all right? They were slaves. They were like slaves like that. The Egyptian treated the, the Jewish uh, children, right? They work and work and work and work. So if today you work and work and work and work, all right, you uh, ask God, <laughs> okay, is that, is that really, uh, you know, the life that 
he gave you, he quit you, right? So cannot be 24 hours work, no sleep, no rest, nothing, work and work, all right? Because this is description of the hard taskmaster of the uh, of, of Egypt, of Pharaoh, okay? We still work, I'm not saying anyone of us now resign from your job, okay? No, we still work, but not like being treated as slaves. So, Behold, then after this was about, you know, God dealing with uh, Moses. Moses had a lot of pride because he was uh, brought up as an Egyptian uh, prince, okay, as a former baby due to uh, situations and circumstances at that time. So when the time for him grew up already as a physical man at about 40 years old, he wanted to deliver his uh, Hebrew children from the Pharaoh and the hard taskmasters, and he thought that, wow, you know, he's a great deliverer because he's strong as a prince. And God couldn't use him at that time, right, because he had too much pride. Uh, and God had to allow him to go into the wilderness for another 40 years, all right, to get Egypt and the thinking of Egypt and all the pride out of him before God can use him to deliver the children of Israel out from the Egyptian. And to God, it's okay. <laughs> because he needed 80, uh, 40 years. So today, hopefully, we, we humble ourselves before God humble us, right? In that sense, all right? If, if, God, if you want to be used by God, all right? So what happened is when he was finally humbled, so from a prince, he went to 40 years in the desert, just taking up, looking after sheep. <laughs> became a shepherd, all right? And then for 40 years, all right? No one is 80 years old here yet, right? You think 80 years old, we're about to, waiting to die already. <laughs> we want to go to heaven already. But 80 years old, in the physical, God said, now, Moses, you are ready uh, for me to, be, to use you. So don't worry about God. He's not into, you know, how many years, uh, physical calculation, right? He has different calculation and mathematics in heaven. That is where we are going to learn how to move in the, how to think the way Christ thinks and the way God thinks, right? Because in Isaiah, it says God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. But when we are born again, we have the ability to have, we have the, we can inherit the mind of Christ, right? Where we can think God's thoughts and do God's ways. Okay, so at 80 years old, when God called him to, now you can go and deliver the children of Israel. Moses, that time was so humble, you know, he, called, he became a stutterer, right, from an orator, a powerful person who could speak very well, you know, as the prince in the uh, Egyptian court. He told God he cannot speak. <laughs> All right, and then he had this question to God. He said, behold, when I come to the Israelites, and say to them, the God of your fathers, ancestors has sent me to you. And they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? He suddenly don't, don't know how to answer a lot of things already. <laughs> so, right, when you, you want to know whether uh, you uh, really know God, okay? I will give you a lot of questions in the foundation class. <laughs> okay, so, he says, what is his name? What shall I say to them? You know? And then God said to Moses, I am who I am. Or in the old King James, I am that I am. Very strange answer, right? And he said, some people said, no, 
I am God of this universe, lah. <laughs> you know, I am whatever. But he just God just said this. I am tell tell telling Moses, I am who I am, and he said, you shall say this to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. All right. So God is telling him, telling the Jews or to Moses or rather Moses that he is I am, and that's it. Full stop. I am. So what does this mean? I am. I am. All right. Is the Hebrew. All right. The way they call God as Jehovah. All right. The self-sufficient, self-existing God. That means he don't need any help from anyone. Okay. He is self-sufficient. We still need, you know, to survive. We still need oxygen. All right. We still need uh, someone to help. We still need a lot of things. We are not self-sufficient. Okay, but God is self-sufficient. Even without anything in this earth, He is still God. He's still there. Okay, He is the self-existing God. Okay, He is the happening God. <laughs> we like this word happening, right? <laughs> okay, so no, no happening. Ah, okay. So in the modern term today, right? Uh, uh, Evelyn uh, Zoe is in the now time, right? So must be happening. Okay, so there's nothing happening. Yeah, actually, if there's nothing happening. I also. Close, close the zoom, right? So we know that you have a happening God. <laughs> Every week I hear something happening, right? Happening uh, miracles because God doesn't do normal things like we all do. <laughs> and when God is not God already, He does miracles, okay? Where it is impossible for man, it is possible with God, okay? Where the doctors say cancer cannot be healed, God can heal. Where they say COVID can kill you, you know, God can do something else, all right, which is what you call miracle, all right, to healing in one week. Actually, she was already healed. This healing thing also haven't still got into our, our spirit yet. We always say, oh, I'm healed after we see the manifestation. But in God's eyes, he's already done it, all right, in the spiritual. So here's the happening God. So today, we're going to see happening in our life, all right, a lot of wonderful things happening, miracles happening in your lives. All right, not uh, complain or whatever. Okay, miracles that's what our life is supposed to be in Christ. That's why you're excited, right? I am excited if you are not. The present tense today, God, that's why he used the word I am, you know, I was, you know, so I was, I was, I was a, a boss before I retired already. <laughs> so, God, he said, Yeah, I, I was the creator before, but now I retire, I don't know how to create already. You know, I was a healer before, but now I cannot heal already. Uh, you know, stop for so long, I forgot how to heal. Already. No, right? Even a doctor have to retire sometime, right? <laughs> and then you know, cannot do already. You'll come to a time of expiry, okay? But God is I am. It is the present tense. Today, God. I am what you need. I am still doing the miracles that I did 6,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, 3,000. If anyone would just believe me and come to me, all right? I am still doing, okay? So today we are... We have a God who is a present tense. Jesus said uh, in Hebrews, Paul described him as Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has not forgotten how to heal. Okay, it's not forgotten how to do miracles. Okay, so a lot of people think, uh, okay, we believe God until salvation. All right, that means you receive Jesus, you're born again. Then after that, all the miracles in the book of Acts, ah, some people think that no more already. That means God no more power already. But here, God says, I am. You and me have a father or a God who is a present day-to-day -day God happening. Say, what do you need? I am. 
hmm? I just think of something and then I am God will bring it to me. <laughs> okay, yeah. You know, I was thinking of the cake of uh, um, uh, Robert Lowe for some time, you know, but then I was thinking, I don't need that so troublesome, you know, because uh, Joan keep posting all the cakes, you know, and I don't really eat cakes, but except Robert Lowe one, you know, the texture and everything is something that suit my taste. So then I was thinking, I don't want to ask that. Too. And also, I'm very lazy to, you know, I don't have time to go and eat and all that. So, but then, uh, of course, you know, God knows. And I just tell God, no need. <laughs> and then after that, yesterday, Joan said, you want something? You want this? Then I said, then for the, then I said, hey, okay, I asked her, I got cake or not. <laughs> because she didn't, she wasn't talking about a cake, but in my heart was a cake. Then after that, she said, uh, what you want? I said, oh, I think got left over, got something left over because they, they do so many, right? And then she said, uh, whatever you want, uh, Robert Lowe can whisk it up very fast. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, la. because I was just, I just wanted a taste of it, you know, suddenly I was thinking of it. Then I said, okay, what you want? So I gave her a new recipe. <laughs> Everything I want. One time can ready. I want, I like orange, I like almond, I like suji. So knowing to make so many times, just one time put all in and then I have a feel of everything. Okay, enough, satisfied already. So, you see, he is the one of the, he's the present God, the I am God. Okay. The self-sufficient, and he's always there to, you know, to, to just give us what, what we like, what we want. He's very wonderful God. And the now God, right? Not the one uh, over already, cannot help you anymore. He's so present, he's so wonderful. Mm. Everything is now. Today, now is the day of salvation. Now is the time of miracles, of healing, of a blessing, right? Of saving other souls as well. Then, or even growing up, right? <laughs> Spiritually, don't wait until another few years. No, no more time already. Maybe if 10 years ago, we can still dilly-dally, you know? But we can see the closing of the age according to Bible prophecy. Because Jesus is finally coming, you know, as in the second coming. And he works by his calendar, right? In the whole Bible, all the prophecies have been fulfilled. The last prophecy is the second coming of Jesus. And preceding the second coming of Jesus is the rapture, okay? Which we do not know exactly which day. The rapture is the catching up of the believers, all right? So he came, then come back to the, uh, the incident. Okay, in the boat, he came closer. So Jesus came closer. They thought he was a ghost. Then he said, don't be afraid. I am. All right. Telling them, actually, although they still cannot get it because you can see that they were, they cannot get it, right? He was telling them that I am your, your God. La. <laughs> they are all Jews. Okay. So the disciples, he says, I am. All right. If they can see, because their spiritual eyes were closed. So they couldn't see Jesus as God yet. They more or less saw him as a prophet, you know, as someone great, but not as their Jehovah God of the Jews. Yeah. Then he came closer and he climbed into the boat with them. Right? Jesus was outside walking on the waves, right? So now he go, after he tell them that I am, right? and then he go inside the boat with them. And immediately the stormy wind became still. So the, the wind stopped. All right? The storm that they were against, that was against them, right? everything ceased. There was a calm. So what does this mean right? to uh, uh, us today? Okay? Um, our boat, what is that? The boat is the one that give, separate them from 
life and death, right? <laughs> if there's no boat, they're all drowned already. So they have to be inside the boat, okay? That in order to be, to not die, all right, from the drowning of the sea, of the water. Today, what is our boat? Or what you think is your life? It can be your job. All right, we see the job as our life. <laughs> because why? From the job, we get money. From the money, we get food. All right, we have a living. All right, so unconsciously or consciously, our job or our business is our life. <laughs> Represent to us life. Okay, but Jesus, yeah, without the job, without the, this one, it's like, I cannot live that. God is telling us what just now. I am the resurrection and the life. If you have me, even though there's no, seems like no job, all right, or no money, I will provide. I am. I am Jehovah Jireh. I am your provider. I, you don't, will never lack. So this is what you need to know. And that's what we are going to learn in the classes. Okay. So the boat to us represents a lot of things, but mainly it's money. <laughs> okay. Nothing wrong with money. Okay, God will definitely bless us, right? But our, our life now is not in those things which today from the pandemic, we can see it is no longer secure, <laughs> right? Maybe earlier, you know, I'll never lose this job, you know? Then, but today, no one can say 100%, I'll never lose this job. Even if the, you don't get retrenched or people don't get retrenched, you may get COVID and die. <laughs> so there is no security anymore in this world, right? Because really it's in the last days already prophesied. The only life and security is in Christ Jesus, all right? The only place where we don't need to fear anymore and it takes away that fear. It's not us trying to, you know, uh, uh, what um, cycle our mind so that we're not afraid. No, it's when we hear the words of Jesus, it is I, it is I am. And you say, come into the boat. <laughs> you know, they willingly take him into the boat, all right? And he climbed into the boat. When Jesus come into your life, it's your life, right? right? Everything, all the storm will cease, all right? The fears will go. And, some, and immediately, it's not waiting another five days or 10 years before the storm ceases, right? Because the first thing he come into your life when you say, Lord Jesus, you know, I'm not asking for a new religion. I'm asking you, Jesus, because he's the only one who can steal the storm. He is the I am. He's a person, right? And he comes into your heart and say, Lord, I ask you to come into my life. Be my Lord, be my savior. What happens? Immediately, the storm sees, what do you experience? You experience peace, isn't it? When there's a storm sees, it's peace already, right? So that's why today, anyone who received Jesus, they say, my whole life is, you know, all full of fear. Even though if you're not, uh, you know, not yet come to the place where I lose job or whatever, or even get the COVID, right? Or the virus or whatever, there's still fear. There's still panic attacks, you know? Because we still have this mind and whatever we hear, either give us you know, faith or give us fear. And today without Jesus, it's all fear, right? It's like a, a storm. So when Jesus come in, don't have to wait another 10 days, <laughs> like the quarantine time. <laughs> COVID say, okay, I give you an injection. Then you wait 10 days quarantine first, see whether you know, the virus is still there or not. 
when Jesus come into your life and you say, Lord, come into my heart, immediately the wind stop, right? The troubles of the mind all stop. You receive the peace in your heart instantly, instantly. It is the spirit, right? Because God is the spirit today, right? Instantly, all the fears go. Isn't that wonderful? Who can remove all our worries and fears, especially fear today? Jesus Christ, right? The son of the living God comes into your heart and everything, all the fears go. Peace you will receive finally, right? Like Vanessa said, peace even to sleep at night. I, I know today, I know <laughs> many cannot sleep. Why? Because of fear, fear of losing job, fear of getting COVID. Even the vaccine is not a guarantee, right? So even people fear the vaccine also God. <laughs> okay, so it's all fear. And when you have Christ, no more. Immediately, the fear goes, right? Because you hear what Jesus said. I am in charge of the wind. I am in charge of your provision, as in the, the, the loaves and the fishes. I am, all right? You can stop all these things in your life. It's, you can be having the peace of God. Now, although today, because we are born again, all right, we have a spirit, a new spirit, we can uh, understand this. Okay? Although we still yeah, need the Holy Spirit to give us understanding, but at that time, the disciples, right? They see the physical Jesus. You see the second part of the verse or the second, the next verse. They were completely and utterly overwhelmed with astonishment because they failed to learn the lesson of the miracle of the loaves and their hearts were unwilling to learn the lesson. But today, right, we can have a new heart, right? And we have the first part also is the faith to believe is given by Jesus. There's nothing that in this... Uh, you know, corrupt spirit. We, we ourselves, you know, can receive the Lord. Even that first faith to receive Jesus is given by the Lord. See how much he loves you and me. And in another version, see there were, uh, all the 12 disciples were there, right? In the boat, okay? And the Bible has Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Okay, so the four description. Uh, by these four disciples, they saw the same thing, but you know, people see from different angle, right? So that's why you have four uh, disciples of Jesus writing four different gospels. Basically, the things, main things are happening, but maybe one saw something, another one saw something more. So that's why you have, just now when I read from Mark, it was Mark's account of what he saw happen in that incident. Now, so he remembered this part, okay? Remember, they were all in a, also in a state of shock, right? But now we have another, uh, it, uh, what John, the apostle, saw, besides the, the, the part about the storm and Jesus walking on the water, he saw something else, right? Probably uh, Mark saw the storm, you know, he looked at the storm no more. He didn't see another thing happen, which John saw, right? And John recorded. So John said, then they were eager to let him in the boat. It's the same account. And immediately, they arrived at their destination. It was another miracle that was happening. Not only the storm ceased, okay? They actually reached the other side immediately. 
where they were heading, okay, at their destination. So today, sometimes, you know, there was this, this other miracle. So we are today without Christ, we may be purposeless. We think we are going for this. We are going for this direction. This is, oh, my life must be like this, like this. And then, of course, with this pandemic, everything, all your goals and uh, your, your dreams also may not happen anymore. <laughs> not as sure as before. But the moment Jesus comes into your boat of your life, all right, then they arrived. You found your purpose. Just like, uh, I think, what Evelyn Go was sharing, you know. She has a, a, a purpose now. She, she, you know, suddenly she can see the purpose of her life, you know, that now she can know Jesus more, has meaning. So they arrived immediately. So this is a physical miracle, right? In the spiritual, it also means, right, we also can learn, right, that we have find, found the purpose because Jesus is the uh, M, the Alpha and the Omega. If you find him, you reach the end. It's the beginning and the end, okay? So another version, it says they were believed to take him in also by John who saw this miracle happening and recorded it. And the moment Jesus stepped into the boat, they were instantly transported to the other side. Ah, isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it can happen in the spiritual as in we find our purpose in life and we know now that's all <laughs> because we finally, our eyes can see. Okay, Then, it also can be a physical miracle. When Jesus comes into your life, right? He will speed up everything for you in the physical. So in the transportation part, okay, we are, I've already heard many miracles in that area where people are, you know, not normal people, you got nothing to do and you think it's a magic. <laughs> so I want to go to Singapore now. They part of that. It's not for that. All right. But more, this miracle of transportation in the spirit. Okay, it happened for Philip also in another account uh, when he was uh, uh, talking, pre preaching to the eunuch. And also this one where the whole boat, all of them reached the other side of the shore instantly, okay, has already happened where there are many missionaries in the jungles and all that, right, where they want to go to a certain place and due to a lot of uh, obstacles, they cannot. But as they were praying, they opened their eyes and they were there already. This is called the transportation in the spirit. See, we don't know everything about God yet. We haven't even experienced this. <laughs> because the Bible says that what, whatever Jesus do, we can do in the new creation. That's why the cause is very important. All right, And no one can say that. I, I know already. If you know already, you, have you been transported in the spirit? <laughs> have you walked on water before? Even Paul haven't, right? And if, uh, Paul had been transported in the spirit, but not walked on water. Yeah, so that's why he said, I still don't know. <laughs> I still don't know. A lot of things I still don't know. <laughs> and I'm glad that, you know, Evelyn Zoe, I was telling I don't know, I don't know. I still need to learn. I don't know. I haven't experienced yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah, even myself, <laughs> right? So many things I've experienced of the miracles and power of God. But yet, yeah, there are still so many things. Every time I read the Bible, I feel, Jesus, you said that whatever you do, I can do, but I haven't done this yet. It means there's still certain things I still don't know. <laughs> and then, you know, there's another verse that says, as he is, so are we in this world. I still haven't really, you know, have that full manifestation, all right? So that means I still don't know a lot, but we are all moving towards knowing him and the power of his resurrection, all right, in our lives. So, yes, today...
yeah, before I say this, you know, the Holy Spirit prompted me to share uh, a testimony <coughs> in my life, okay, uh, about practical, practical life, right, in my working life, about how God, you know, just now we saw, God saw the disciples struggling and he came to them. And only this morning, this testimony, this, this incident came to me to share with you all. Uh, maybe some of you have heard it. So there was a time when I was uh, a boss, all right, employer right, in my life. I worked very long with it. So uh, during that time when I was employer, I worked, uh, I, I had my own business for about 15 years. Right? In between there or towards the end, I encounter a staff. Right? Uh, she's very smart in the natural, got brains, you know, intelligent. <laughs> And then I had another staff who is not so intelligent, okay? But this intelligent staff at the end worked for me, actually, she was already worked for me for about maybe 10 over years, okay? And then came to a place where uh, she thinks, you know, she can uh, control me, <laughs> okay? Because I'm not a very fierce boss, <laughs> okay? So um, she began to manipulate, all right, my other staff. Right? Uh, she wanted me to just depend on her you know, so that, you know, uh, Miss Wong depend on me. She cannot cite me. She cannot do without me. She was uh, uh, very, quite wicked, lah, you know, in, in her heart, you know, wants me to, to in a way, suffer if I don't, uh, you know, take care, of, uh, if I don't treat her well. Actually, I treat her very super well, you know, but in, in terms that, you know, she just wants me to put all the attention on her, depend on her. So she began to, uh, to manipulate, all right, and try to put the other staff, tell them to resign, lah, go find another job, lah, all right, so that I won't have other staff to help me. And I just need her and have to listen to what she said. Um, then she one day even tell the other staff, as she was doing some things that are not very ethical, as in using the, com my comp the company's time to do her own things, which I also close eye already. To me, is you can do your work, okay, lah. You know, at, at the other time, I'm okay. You do some of your, you know, uh, your work for your family, your children, whatever, lah. You know, using the company's uh, uh, things. So, I still close eye. Then she became too much already, right? She can treat the clients rudely, you know, and tell them, "I do this for you once, ah. Next time, you know, like, don't ask me to do anymore." That kind of thing, you know. And even the clients complain to me, "Wow, you have a very terrible staff." Yeah, I said I know, but I don't know how to handle her. You know, she was too, too, too this one already. And then she tell, she, and then after a while she knew that I'm not happy. So she told my other staff, um, yeah, let, let Miss Mong set me lah. <laughs> you know, you don't understand. So those of you who have not been employers, you don't know all the, the struggles and stress of an employer. So, <laughs> so you do business, huh? <laughs> yeah, you will meet all this. So if I'm the boss, right? And then she's telling the other girl, uh, let, her, let Miss Wong sack me. Lah. I will fight her to the labor court. So it's not that easy to sack people. And it's too tedious. I got a lot of work to do. You have to you know, follow the rules. So it was like this girl, this lady is really giving me a lot of problem. You know, when I'm not there, she goes into my room and you know, I'll, I'll do a lot of things. So I cannot tell you the whole, whole story. So she was like, really, really giving me a lot, a lot of problems, and I don't know how to, you know, uh, to, to get rid of her. Do I sack her? Sacking is very difficult. So, 
Oh, the only way is, you know, the Lord knows. I don't even remember whether I got prayer about it or not. Yeah? But all the time I was in the ministry that time. So one day, <laughs> not too long, I think it happened for a number of years. Then not that long, uh, but one day, you know, I just came to the office and she, she tells me, you know, but it was very stressful for me, okay? Then uh, she told me, Miss Mong, I had to tender my resignation. I was like, well, she just told the other staff that she will never resign. She will just torture me, you know, that kind of thing. Never resign, torture me. Then I'm handling resignation letter. So, you know, my heart also can be soft, right? but I, I try not to be soft. So I said, oh, okay, she's resigning. Good. <laughs> By her own choice. Then, okay, I said the resignation. Then, I don't know what was the story behind her resignation. My other staff, because she would tell the other one. The other one told me, Miss Wong, do you know what happened? Why this lady resigned? Then I said, why? Oh, because she's a mother of a small babies. I think she just gave birth. Uh, and her mate, you know, in those days when you're a working mother, you depend on mate, right? Her mate got an affair with uh, the uh, apartment guard. <laughs> in the toilet or something like that and her parents tell her you better resign and take care of your own kids you know because you have to send the maid off so she got no choice <laughs> her own parents telling her you resign so it was a situation which was not you know done by me God did it for me you know and there's so many of these incidents so at the end you know this when I read this this scripture you know, that God saw their struggles, you know, Jesus saw them, they were struggling, if they are in the right, right? Of course, if you struggle and you're persecuted for your nonsense, then you deserve it. Lah. <laughs> okay, all right. So what I'm saying is that you are struggling, all right, it, uh, you know, for righteousness, lah. you know, you, you didn't do anything wrong, right? So I, I'm always into character as well, all right? Not just teaching you uh, the word of God, you know, faith and everything. I believe that character is also very important. The character of Jesus, how to be built in respect of grace, okay, in with the perspective of grace, because we are out there, we reflect Jesus. Okay. So the building that I give, the teaching, is also building the whole person, all right, as into our attitudes and character, the character of Christ. So that you know, so in, in the world out there. The testimony is very important. Don't say I come from grace and then you, your testimony out in the world is horrible attitude. Okay. It doesn't uh it doesn't glorify Jesus also. Right? So we we need to have a mind and attitude of Christ because we are a witness unto Christ in the world out there. <laughs> People see you first before they see Jesus, before they even touch the Bible or open the Bible, they see your life okay and it is not uh you know how much we preach about jesus it's how we live and talk like jesus that the world attracted to jesus okay so this this testimony is to, to just share one of the testimonies in my life where you know god can uh do what I don't know what to do, <laughs> especially with another person, you know. And so that's why in my life, I'm told, I've gone through so much of God's uh, uh, miracles or, or, you know, doing working on my behalf that I don't really, I'm not scared anymore. 
you know, whether a staff wants to be forever, because I know the God I am, the I am God, the happening God, the one who is also my protector, my, you know, my father, my good shepherd, he will take care of me, all right? Certain things well, I cannot do already, he will do for me, you know? So I, that's where you can have complete rest. <laughs> and as you grow, this is how God will show himself to you. When you serve him, you know, he take care of you, right? He's a good shepherd and a good master as well. So I'm going to close with this, right? The prophecy for beauty for ashes from the day one, right? When God gave me this prophecy, I can see it happening already in the lives of uh, so many of his children here, right? And I believe whoever is coming in more that God has, other sheep that is not from this fold is going to bring in. He also told me this, right? Uh, lately, Amos 9, 13 to 15. Amos, okay, tomorrow you will have understanding. If you have never heard about Amos, it's not the name of a cat. <laughs> okay, it's the name of a minor prophet. All right, because some people name their cats and dogs after the, the prophet. So at one time I had a friend and I said, what's your cat's name? Habakkuk. Okay, so what is Habakkuk? It's uh, from the Bible, okay? Another uh, name of a minor prophet and major prophets. Okay, so yes, indeed, it won't be long now. It's a prophecy, right? Prophecy means that God declaring for the future. Okay, God's decree declared already. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. So, you know, the happening God, right? That it's going to happen faster than we ever think. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once, right? Just, just now what you saw, right? The storm ceased the moment Jesus stepped into the boat. And then you have to reach the destination also immediately when Jesus stepped into the boat. See, when Jesus stepped into our life, when we really know him as who he is, not the mental knowledge, but the the revelation knowledge and the intimacy, that one that is not about sentimental. Oh, I need to see Jesus this morning. I need to feel good. No, it's about really knowing this person, all right? As the God I am, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, okay? Then everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, spiritual and in the physical, Blessings, blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. All right, so we have been experiencing that. There was a, a sermon that God gave about the vineyard and the wine. All right, the, the vineyard speaking about the businesses that God gave to his people in, in the, the Jews. And today we are children of Abraham by faith. So we also can inherit what God has given to uh, Father Abraham. Okay, so it's like wine. How many of you don't want blessings? Ah, then you give to me, okay? <laughs> when you get it, just pass over. So we all want blessings, right? And God doesn't say, oh no, I'm going to, you know, teach you a lesson. No blessing from now on. <laughs> Sickness, I put on you. You know, this child very naughty, so I pour cancer on the person. This child very naughty, no food. No, God is a good God. But there are certain principles that need to, uh, that has God's way in it, right? So, I'll make everything right again for my people Israel. They'll rebuild their ruined cities. They'll plant vineyards, okay, and drink good wine. So and this is a picture and uh, some of you experience some wine, you know, 
and all that. So I already shared that in the previous message. Plant, planting vineyards, not every one of us will be planting a vineyard in a group, group farm. Okay, it just means the work of your hands. Ah, anyone read Deuteronomy 28? <laughs> Still haven't read? <laughs> if you read, ready, put up your hand. I have not yet. I see. Ah, go, go, go. John read already. Okay, the first 14 verses is the blessings, right? John, you read the whole thing? I read the message you sent me. Oh, but you haven't read it. <laughs> 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 okay, okay, go read. Huh? All right, that, that's for all the foundation class. At least do one, one thing huh, before the class starts. Okay, although it may, all right, to understand the blessings. Okay, all right. So, and the curses. Otherwise, I thought you all won't understand. Okay, so they will plant vineyards and drink uh, good wine. So, Deuteronomy 28, in the first 14 verses talk about the work of your hands. I bless coming in, I'm blessed going out. The work of my hands are blessed. The fruit of my body are blessed. I'm the head, not the tail. See, you just need to know all this. It's still applicable today, but not by the law. Okay, so there will be vineyards, all right, which are meaning the work of your hands, businesses, all right, whatever you do and you drink the fruit of it. Okay, they will work their gardens and eat fresh vegetables. Does this look familiar? <laughs> okay, actually the Holy Spirit is very cute. I already sent last evening, or, you know, finished already the, the slides. Without these pictures, you know, and I sent already to Catherine, without pictures. And then suddenly, Holy Spirit say, I want you to put these pictures in. Okay, so I have to go and steal from Joan's uh, <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> and I stole a few pictures from there. All right, the rest, I don't know. So you may have, okay, but let, let's just see this one first, okay. So, so happened, I looked at Joan's one and then there was a particular post, she put my garden, <laughs> correct, uh? is it? Yeah, which I didn't see, you know, in Facebook earlier or because I don't really go into it that much, but I purposely went into hers. I know she posts a lot. So they said, oh, she put in my garden. And then here they'll work their garden. I didn't know. But the Holy Spirit told me to go in and, you know, have a look. So I found it. I didn't have to look elsewhere. And today, you know, God is can make garden in, in, a, in a condo. <laughs> so you say, oh, normally garden must be in the field, uh, you know, then hey, this is uh, in a condo and not everyone can grow so many plants. And maybe 20 years ago, I don't know. <laughs> she didn't put, yeah, also got, right? But I only saw uh, this one. So this, uh, the people of God, all right, this is the blessing of God. This is the promise of God that you will have gardens. Okay, those of you who like vegetables, I just, I got no plant, no time to plant. So I just eat from you all. Uh. <laughs> okay, so it is a beautiful garden, right? Not every person plant you know in the natural also not everyone can uh, the plants will become green and, and uh, you know so you will work gardens it's a promise all right and it, i think it grow faster than normal right wendy and uh, joan <laughs> yeah your plants will grow faster then she has i think basil i don't know what this one is <laughs> i've never seen the third one before some flower i think it's from your garden also right so i don't yeah. know the name uh yeah so yeah, I think she has plenty more and I think Wendy also, but I'm not sure about the others, whether you all plant uh, gardens, but 
this is from the Bible, although it's a message version, it's still an interpretation of the word of God. Okay, this is the blessing, and you eat fresh vegetables. Are you eating fresh vegetables? Yeah, this is a promise. Not everyone gets to eat fresh vegetables, right? They still have to go to the market and buy, right? <laughs> Not direct. But this is a blessing. So do you realize, you see, if we don't know the word of God, we really don't know how good God is. We just take a lot of things for granted, right? But this is the word of God. If you see it, all right, God is going to even expand, all right, and extend and increase these blessings on your life, which he has already begun, all right, through his prophecies, all right? And the last one, last slide. I'll plant them <laughs> and uh, plant them on their own land. Okay, so I believe there are some of you others who have other businesses or whatever. But this one just, you know, really it just came to me yesterday. So funny, right? And uh, these are some of the pictures, right? Where uh, the businesses of uh, Robert and Joan, right? Suddenly just happened, I think. <laughs> yeah, they didn't plan this, okay? But they had orders that are, you know, above and beyond. And then, uh, you know, it's just flourishing, right? And on your own, it's your own, own, own land, your own business, okay? Nobody can come in and take it over from you. It's yours. God give it to you and God's going to increase it. And I saw in the spirit, you know, more and more and more orders. That's God. How good God you want to bless. And then, of course, the other one is the um, uh, Janice still here? <laughs> Kate. I didn't ask her. This was a picture she sent to me some time ago when, when she said that she shared with us that she was uh, retrenched in her work, working. And then she started this business, I think maybe with Venice and uh, the, the Sambal business, right? Who was going to bless? Right, not God's not going to curse it, He's going to bless it and increase it, put you on your own land or your own business. You know, He's going to bless the work of your hands. And these are some of the meditations that I will give to those who are in the class. <laughs> okay, in the uh, class tomorrow, they will never again be uprooted from the land I've given them. God, who says so? Your God says so, right? The God of I am, the one who told the disciples, I am. You don't need to be afraid anymore. You don't need to be panicked anymore. Just look at your hands and learn how to hear Holy Spirit. Or even when you're not seeking me, but because you are still listening to me, <laughs> okay? I will bless you, all right? I, I am. I want to bless you, okay? It's only as we, we, we begin to have that revelation, right? Remember the blockage of every single blessing is just the mind, all right? The thoughts that are not from him. And the moment this mind is being renewed with God's will, God's ways, all right? and the continual hunger in our spirit for his word, for the spiritual food, all right? Blessing is not a problem with our God, the God of I am, I am. Whatever you need me to be, you need me to be a provider. I am, all right. But how these things sometimes need to manifest before they can manifest is when we start to believe in our heart and begin to speak with our mouth. The way God created things is the same way manifestation takes place. All right. Ask yourself, 
you know, there's a the time, all right, you begin to believe God. Even one word, you begin to believe that He is a good God, He's a good Father, and you start to declare it. All right, it happens to you just like Venice. All right, in, so it can be in our business, can be area of health, right? We don't want just one area. Then you're like got muscle only in right arm, no muscle in left arm. <laughs> very funny right <laughs> okay so you're a bit lopsided you're a spirit man every area okay so you have muscle right arm left arm right leg left leg wow the whole physical being is so beautiful in christ properly built so there are many areas of life in life correct you have redemption from sin redemption from guilt redemption from poverty and also from sickness so god wants you all right to experience every area so you don't have uh, distorted muscles right so that's where we keep on learning from the lord and putting his word into practice and allowing and with the compassion right to go to others too that they too they experience the blessings that they experience all right knowing him knowing his word and knowing his will for our lives and being obedient in that sense all right to what uh, he requires us to possess the promised land all right, in the last sessions of uh, de developing the spirit man. All of you will be built up. Promised land is all these promises, right? Also, inheritance is one very important one. Also, the inheritance of souls. Not forgetting that, okay? I believe that when God blesses also in material things and area of health, there's something that God will stir inside you to also go out and reach souls, right? Because you have the nature and the heart of God. Again, it's just so much, you know, about God. That's why I have to do uh, three months, <laughs> you know. If not, one day, how to get, if not, I will talk to you from morning until night, and then you will say, cannot take it, <laughs> right? Because the body is so weak, right? So we have this body to combat with, all right, to rule over. And one day, all of you will be strong in the spirit as Jesus is so powerful. Then we understand what is this all about. What did Jesus say is so powerful, okay? So this... Uh, stop here for today yeah and uh, I trust you know you understand where let Jesus come into your life all right not just the head knowledge but into your heart and his word all right to build you and you see what happened when he stepped in miracles one by one has already started in many of your lives but you don't want it to suddenly stop right <laughs> so yeah so continue all right, continue growing in the Lord and let God just keep on blessing and blessing and then uh, not only our lives, but the lives of people they care about, that Jesus care about. Okay? Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your word, your living word. Thank you, you are here, Holy Spirit, to minister to us, to bless us, Jesus. When we step into the boat of our lives, Lord, when we ask you, the great I am, to come into our lives and take over, Lord, we receive so much peace. And not only peace, the peace that brings forth blessings into our lives, to our families, Lord, that we never need to ever even worry one second in our lives, Father, because you take care of everything, Lord. And to this morning, 
here are your children in the different homes. And Lord, you love them so much. God, that you want to bless them. You saw, even if they don't know you, but from afar, you saw their struggles. You saw their fears. You saw their worries and their concerns, just as you saw the disciples fighting, straining with their oars against the wind. And today, Lord, we are, the world is in darkness, but we are in your light, Lord. We are under Jesus, the I Am, who takes care of every one of us. Not only take care, who wants to give us abundance and give us a, a compassion for others who don't know you yet, Lord. Lord, I just thank you. We love you. We thank you that you are such a wonderful Father. And Holy Spirit, you are taking us, revealing Jesus to us, revealing your word to us. Thank you, Father.